Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. The ocean holds some of the most crucial technologies of humankind. This week, we are exploring the technologies placed in the ocean and the technologies that help us explore it. So, when when we were talking about this topic, the first thing that came to my mind was internet cables. Okay. Wait, internet cables are under sea? Yeah. Okay. Did not know that. That is how we transfer data from Taiwan to, say, America or other places. So, these cables are called the submarine communication cables. And they're actually technologies from a long time ago. I mean, not necessarily the ones that we're using right now, but the idea of it was way back during, you know, telegraph time. Mm-hmm. So, when people are still using telegraph, they would put these um, wires mm-hmm. under the ocean just like how we do now. Mm-hmm. But theirs, well, theirs is obviously not as good as ours now. Yeah. And ours can carry more data. Not that as a competition, you know. <laughs> it's just that we're way better. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's the same idea. So people have been um, using this technology for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So our communication t- cables are made out of glass. Oh, wait, I've heard about this. These fiberglass are very, very thin um, pieces of glass. I guess you don't say pieces. It's just like a very long strand of glass. Yeah. And how they make this is that there are two layers of glass, mm-hmm. one in the middle and one on the outside. Mm-hmm. And these two layers have different refraction levels. Mm-hmm. So it will keep the laser within the glass fiber. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about refractions and how it does that. Wait, but I know that fiberglass is like, they could keep light within the glass for a long distance, right? Yes. These glass, um, they were made out of like, originally a, a thing that's like a chunk of glass. They would pull it very, mm-hmm. very long mm-hmm. and then it would become very thin, which I think is quite cool. Mm-hmm. And then they have these strands and then it would be covered in multiple layers of, you know, different stuff. Mm-hmm. All have different usage, like um, strengthening the structure and keeping the cable from being bitten by sharks. Oh, right. Okay. And I think one of the coolest thing about these cables is that mm-hmm. there is one layer that carries electricity. Mm-hmm. Because they would, I think what I heard is like every 50 mile under mm-hmm. the sea, they would have a, like a hub, but not necessarily a hub. It's just like they would strengthen the signal of the light. Oh, So that, that would sense. need electricity. And mm-hmm. they would just, you know, carry that electricity through the same cable, which is very cool, actually. Mm-hmm. So these um, underwater cable... They are laid by a specialized ship. 
and sometimes they will bury it after they they've laid the um, cable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they wouldn't. It depends on like where the cable is at, and you know what the seabed is like. Mm-hmm. So if you, if they want to bury this, they would have a um, kind of like a robot, like a machine that would oh, go underwater. Yeah, that would go underwater and dig a hole, mm-hmm. a ridge for the cable to be laid in, mm-hmm. and sometimes they just bury it very shallow so not mm-hmm. very deep and sometimes um it would be very deep okay just one question what happens if these cables break okay so these cables can actually be um fixed remotely or do you have to like travel there to fix it no no you have to travel there because if it oh you know if it broke into two parts oh you mm-hmm. probably need somebody to go underwater and mm-hmm. fuse it back together wait isn't there a part in iron man that does that do not remember he's amazing so these cables there are a lot of videos online explaining how they works and basically it's just like computer signals turn into lights and then carry through these cables and then the other end will decode the information mm-hmm. and that's how internet works Woohoo! it actually is how internet works mm-hmm. which is very cool i think you know using mm-hmm. lights because because you know that wires around us are mostly not using lights what did they use um they just like carries electricity oh that makes sense yeah anyways so that's it for the internet mm-hmm. another one of the um, technologies in ocean is underwater rov mm-hmm. so rov stands for remotely operated vehicles yeah and these have a lot of usages, including the one that I just talked about. Um, so the like robot thing mm-hmm. that follows the specialized boats in laying internet cables. Mm-hmm. I would say like that is one ROV. Oh, mm-hmm. and these ROV have a lot of different things that they can do, especially like um, scientific research, I think. They would send ROVs underwater instead of people. Oh. So it would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I would say, like, you can be a little bit riskier, even though, like, they should be pretty expensive. But at least somebody wouldn't die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And they can also be rigged with a lot of different sensors to, you know, um, explore the underwater world. Mm-hmm. I would say camera is, like, one, definitely one of the most important things. So we can see, like, what's underwater. And I feel like that just makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I feel like there there would be also, like, arms attached to these vehicles, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. And um, it can be used in many fields, including, like, offshore energy, military, mm-hmm. oceanography, or marine science. That makes sense. Yeah. One of the goals of ROV technology is to reduce the risk of divers. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So they want it to be able to do what humans are able to do, which is surprisingly very delicate, you know, mm-hmm. how humans can have very precise operations mm-hmm. and that they want these ROVs to exceed human level capacity and they can take like more dangerous tasks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ideal solution would be for smaller 
ROVs to be, to be able to do the tasks usually done by human. And the diver would just control it remotely. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important because how um, it can, it has a lot of potential, you know, in research mm-hmm. and exploring the ocean. And of course, like, if we want to construct something under the sea, we can also mm-hmm. use this. And I, I heard that it's also used in some, like, aquariums or, like, oh. inland. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because going into these bodies of water isn't, like, the safest thing. Mm-hmm. So after the break, we're going to talk about ocean buoy and ocean cleanup. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Frank Coda. And we are... We're a teen podcast. Yes, we're covering teen movies, teen books, and teen TV shows. All things teen. Let's hear a little bit from us. Oh, guess who I ship? Who? Voldemort and the Emperor. <laughs> I mean, it would be very stuttery, not stuttery, like very long-winded conversations where it feels like neither of them can just quite catch their breath. I mean, it would totally be I a think you look. I think you look very lovely tonight. Yes, you look lovely tonight too, Voldy. Okay, so I totally think they would be a toxic couple and their friends would be like, you guys make up and break up every other week. We can't take it anymore. And Voldemort would be like, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> He's so evil. I just can't quit him. Why? <laughs> Teen Girl Talk can be found wherever you find your podcast. Check us out every Wednesday and Thursday. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about more technologies in the ocean. So the first one is ocean buoy. Such a cool word. (laughs) Yes, it is. And these are little weather stations, I think. Oh. Um, I mean, they have other usage, but uh-huh. a lot of them are used to measure a whole range of weather variables, such uh-huh. as wave height um, oh. or, you know, like tide, wind speed and direction mm-hmm. and air and water temperature and air pressure. Mm-hmm. And it serves a lot of purposes. You know, in movies, like, they use ocean buoys for, like, saving people or something. Really? Not really. Like, they would swim in the ocean and they would find a buoy and, you know, kind of stay there until someone comes and save them. Ah, that I, makes sense. Yeah, I just thought, like, that would be the main purpose. But <laughs> I guess it, it does so much more than that. Okay. <laughs> um. So, it can activate emergency alerts. Mm-hmm. Say... There is a tsunami coming and you have ocean buoy offshore. Mm -hmm. You can be warned before the tsunami comes. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a populated coastal area Mm -hmm. or there are ships. You can tell them to turn around Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it can also be used for offshore drilling platforms, which is like um, people getting oil offshore. In the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about that. But it's also a very 
interesting process of how people drill oil on the ocean. And you know how people like make land out of sand or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And trash. Oh yeah, yeah. That is very cool. I think. Anyways, so these ocean buoys will basically、um, monitor the ocean,、mm-hmm. and they're equipped with many, many sensors to measure different parameters. They would send these information back, and people would like plug it into computer systems, and these systems can calculate weather information. So、mm-hmm. they would. So it's basically a part of like how we、uh, monitor our. Weather and they would make like we will have have we would have like weather predictions. It would also contribute to that、mm-hmm. since you know ocean is a big influencing factor of the climate and the weather. Wait, but how does the buoy stay in one place, or does it not? I would say it would have like anchors. Oh, oh, that makes sense. That's my guess, though. I did not really look、mm-hmm. into that.、Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I I think these buoys are very very. Important and cool,、mm-hmm. just because how much they can do and how you see them, they are so little.、Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's not like a huge ship, but it's just a little floating thing with a lot of equipment that could do a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the next one, I guess we can talk about is ocean cleanup, and I've seen a lot of this, a lot in news on the internet、mm-hmm. or in on YouTube, whatever. People are saying that there are a lot of trash in the ocean, which、mm-hmm. is true. I believe that, and they want to clean it up. So they come up with all kinds of technology to try to clean up this trash that we put in the ocean.、Mm-hmm. I think I actually do know this organization.、Um, I do know that they come up with yeah a lot of different machines to you know collect trash using and and they use like electricity collected from like. Sun energy, right? Oh, really? I did not know that. Like they attach those onto some of their equipment, like the solar panels onto their machines, and they would just set it like on a lake or a place that has a lot of trash, and they would just place it there, and the machine would run by itself, and they would just go collect the trash afterward. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. So what I saw is this organization called the Ocean Cleanup.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's founded by someone in Netherlands,、mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they are cleaning up this trash patch、mm-hmm. on the Pacific. Yes, that's what it's called, right? Yes. And what I saw is that they're using two boats and a net, but it's like their specialized net、mm-hmm. in between,、mm-hmm. and just collects all the trash. Yeah, kind of scoops the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they are、um, on their second generation, I believe. That's what、mm-hmm. I saw. And when they started, there are you know some controversies.、Mm-hmm. People are saying that you know just cleaning up the end is not going to help because it's going to cost too much,、uh-huh. and that what we should do is stop letting the trash go into the ocean. Right. So stopping it at the You know, river beginning,、uh-huh. not throwing trash or using less plastic. That's more important.、Mm-hmm. And you know, these critics are saying that、um, we shouldn't focus on the trash that's already there because it's going to disappear if we stop producing new ones.、Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that it, it makes sense because it's very, very expensive to collect trash like that.、Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also think that they should clean it up. 
because they they are not only doing this. So they're also placing their machines in rivers around the world mm-hmm. to collect trash right in the mm-hmm. river. Yeah. And I think honestly them doing this like the, the the trash patch on the Pacific Ocean is not going to like dissolve or anything. So it it still has to be cleaned up somehow. So although it is yeah, it is better to you know, fix the problem at it, at its roots, but the after stuff should also still be dealt with, or else the patch is just gonna stay there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But this is something that I read recently: mm-hmm. is that there's actually life in the patch. Mm-hmm. So, the um, like, there are different um creatures that are forming a new ecosystem inside this trash patch. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of interesting because now that people are saying maybe it's not that good of an idea to clean it up because there are some very oh. rare creatures in it mm-hmm. that usually lives in like coral reefs and other mm-hmm. stuff. Now they are, you know, living in this patch. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just reminds me of how sometimes we will like sink ships. Mm-hmm. You know how we oh, sink to, ships. to create... To create more ecosystems, right? Yeah, to create spaces for, like, the coral reefs to live. Yeah. And I think it's kind of interesting, like, how nature finds its own way to, you know, have this balance back. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm not sure if it's a great idea to clean up this patch anymore. I guess we will need to, like, see what happens next. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's very interesting that people are, you know, talking about this. And it has been a hot topic for a very long time already. Mm-hmm. And, oh, just wanted to add, the trash patch is uh how, like, the current collects all the trash from different parts of the world and they collect it into, like, this big patch. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I feel like these organisms that are living within these patches, I don't think, like, they're unnatural. Like, they're not supposed to be there on top of the surface of the ocean. So to me, I would say cleaning up cleaning up the patch would be for the best, even though these organisms may be really rare. Like they could take specimens out of these trash patches and, you know, somehow put them elsewhere, like ac- onto actual coral reefs or something like that. I think that'd be better, even though it's probably harder to do. Yeah, I guess. But also it's like, I feel like a lot of the times people just forget that we humans are also a part of the ecosystem. Yes, and the nature that people are talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if it's a new balance that we've reached, maybe we should just keep it. Mm-hmm. Just don't mess with it again. Because I feel like right. we should find a way to live with nature instead of just preserving it. Of course, we need to preserve nature and our environment. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not going all in mm-hmm. like very crazy like oh we're not going to use anything that's from you know oil products mm-hmm. we're not going to use any of that and live a very sustainable life mm-hmm. i feel like it's finding a balance because um it's not like the earth will not replenish itself mm-hmm. and some energy are sustainable mm-hmm. say trees are sustainable um energy right Mm-hmm. resources yeah yeah yeah. and um i feel like sometimes it's finding the balance with nature that's the most important for us mm-hmm. yeah for sure because 
we're still going to be on this planet living, right? Like, it's not like we could stop using oil oil when we want to. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like it's using the minimum or like using at a speed that the Earth can mm-hmm. digest, you know, the carbon dioxide that we're creating or to just at least like let the world be at a pace that it can balance out these things that we're producing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. So... I mean, there are still a lot of technologies being developed or being used in the ocean right now. Um, A lot of new technologies people are discovering. Mm -hmm. Just like even the cleanup, they're trying out new models. They're developing Mm -hmm. new models. And I think these technologies will help us to understand the ocean better and Mm -hmm. also save our world from our own harms, you know. Mm -hmm. Next week, we'll definitely talk more about these environmental issues related to the ocean and what other expertise might think. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank Thank you and bye. bye!